Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast it's the darkest timeline. We're talking uh oh let's see. Fun at climbing, a multitude of birthday parties, being tired, skateboarding, and just for good measure, being emotional. Got TV and VR games, no movies this week and no console games. So if you've tuned in for those, before we get started, please do consider like, share, subscribe and comment. Leave a review where you can leave a review, and the big one there is share the podcast around. Right, let's get started. Here we go. This is Cookie Cast, the darkest timeline. Hello. Uh, how are you doing? Ah, this is very much one of those best laid plans, best intentions. What's that saying? The road to hell is paved with good intentions. All day today. All day today. I was like, I'm going to get this done early. I'm going to get that done early. I'm going to get the other done early. I'm going to really crack on so that my Monday evening isn't the usual, I'm starting a podcast at 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, it's 10, it's 10 to 10. Cowboy time. Um, and if I'm honest, I did all the things that I was supposed to do. I just, uh, old uh, chatty Cathy. Oh, so... Um, let's get, uh, let's get the climbing stuff out of the way first, because honestly, I don't know whether anyone cares. And if you do, great, we can talk about it. And if you don't, then you might be happy for me to get it out of the way early. Um, oh, I feel really itchy. So, with the last few weeks, I think we've we can all agree there's been a clear um, downwards trajectory of the way I've been feeling towards climbing. Um, I think we all can remember the point in time where I was like, "I'm pretty sure I'm done here. I'm going to give it up. Never going again. Throw the throw the golf clubs in the lake moment, etc., etc." Then there was last week where I was like, I'm just going to go and do stuff that I don't normally do. And I actually kind of enjoyed it and it kind of reinvigorated the whole situation. So. Now then I'm trying to think how to piece this together so it makes sense. Um, quick, quick rundown of things. Every Friday, new routes get set. Um, in like sections of walls for those of you that don't know so on a Friday a new section gets set so Saturday morning everyone wants the new stuff everyone apart from me I don't care about the new stuff on a Saturday morning 
um, because that's the busiest area. And I go to the furthest away point because that's the quietest area and work on things on a quiet area, which is good when uh, when quiet areas like the easier end of the scale, not so good when the quiet area is a difficult end of the scale. And I think that may or may not be what's been going on recently. Anyway, so... Must have been Wednesday. They'd set new stuff on the Saturday. I didn't go anywhere near it. So Wednesday, I go. And I was like, oh, I'm interested to give this a try. And I'm interested to give that a try. And if I'm honest, I'm interested to give these two things a try that would potentially be considered to be quite difficult for me. Um, However, um, I've had some reasonable success with um, overhangs. And by reasonable successes, I mean I can do a little bit and probably more than anybody would expect me to be able to. So, did the first new route, new to me route. Did the second new route to me and was kind of like, there, there we go. That's, That's that bit done. So, tried bits and pieces here and there, some um, some blues, which are the next level up from where I'm sort of most comfortable. Um, and then I was like, right, I want to get into these, these overhangs. Um, and what is has been most common recently is there was this blue overhang that I've been working on, I probably spoke about it. But that's basically it. Um, and in this this new section, there was two um, at my level. So I was like, okay, two to play with. And that's what I did. Uh, I had a bit of a play and I managed to start them both, which is always an achievement. And then I managed to add you know, a hand in here and a foot in there kind of thing. And before long, it's not just the start you're doing. You're doing, you know, all of the beginning bit and trying to move around corners and all that sort of stuff. And what I realised was that something that has been, quite frankly, missing from my climbing time as of late seems to return. I was actually enjoying my time. I was actually having fun. I was doing um, doing stuff that I enjoyed, which seemed like a foreign concept. Um, and I've gone, obviously, I've gone back. I went back Thursday. I went back Saturday. Saturday was a difficult one. You can get this sort of thing where the entire place isn't necessarily busy, yet it's busy enough that everything's in use. And that is almost worse than if it was busy. 
Saturday just gone was one of those days. I was like, I'm really struggling to get on this or this or this or this. Because there are people just using those things at all times. So, difficult. Um... So that is that is kind of that really. That's just that's just that's just that. That is what it is. Um Friday came and went and they reset um an entire section of the room, like a whole section. Um which was in one hand interesting, in another hand like, oh, I never got to do that. Or I never got to finish this, or you know that kind of thing. Um, but they have put a new overhang in, um, and although it's something that I can't do and I can't achieve and I can't finish, it is. I may be starting to lean towards the thing I enjoy the most about it, um, and a part and part of me wonders if the reason I enjoy it is because. It's so different to what I would expect to be able to do. And certainly what I imagine other people expect me to be able to do. Um, so maybe that's what draws me to it. I don't know. Um, I, I've had a week, an entire week of birthday parties. And luckily for you, I'm going to break down every single one of those parties for a completely different reason for each of them. So, let's start with a birthday party I went to on um, Wednesday evening. By the way, all of these birthday parties are children birthday parties, so uh, strap yourselves in for that one. It's going to be an absolute laugh riot. Wednesday evening. Afternoon, evening time. Oh, you need to get over to the other side of town by half past four. This is my favourite one. This is a common one. This comes up a lot. You need to get to the other side of town by half past four to go to one of the um, crazy child places for a birthday party and i'm always like whose truly insane idea was that oh it's a birthday party okay cool i'll do that then so away we go and as happens more often than not i always think it's going to take longer i always think it's going to be harder and as as is the the way, we always get there early and have to sit in the car in the car park for 10 minutes. And that was exactly what happened this time. So we go, and I'm like, right, um, we need to find your friend, find the party, find the other parents. Um, you need to give your present over, and then you can go and play. And that's what happened. And... <sighs> I have these difficulties um, 
my youngest daughter's at this party, and this party has 50% of her class, of her school class there, and she can't find anyone to play with, anyone to spend time with, anyone to socialise with. She won't do X number of the activities while we're there, because uh, she doesn't like them, and I'm like... That's the fun bit. Oh, no, I don't like doing that. Mm, okay. And it gets it gets a little bit down and a bit depressing. Not for me. But I feel that way for her. I'm like, you know, there are all these children here and you don't want to, you don't want to touch them. You don't want to socialize them. You don't, you don't want to play with them. You don't want any of that. However, on the flip side, the flip side is that you will talk and socialize and interact and become best friends with any random other person. We went to these, they had these like pneumatic guns, so you put like a a soft ball in it and you press button and it air cannon kind of fires the softball out into this like caged area oh will you come with me and do this and I was like um I guess and then we get there and there's a sign that says parents parental supervision required and I was like well there we go I I have to be here so she's putting the ball in she's firing the ball out putting the ball in firing the ball out putting the ball in firing the ball out I'm like Okay, this is all good, and as a, as a child, and on, if I'm honest, as an adult, I would absolutely want to be doing this. But you were doing this on your own. So, what's the crack there then? None of your, none of your classmates are here doing this. No, but I'm I'm doing this. Okay, and then this tiny. Little girl. Must have been... I don't know, like two? Tiny little girl appears out of nowhere. Um, and she she thinks these pneumatic guns are great. And she's like, oh, they, you know, put the ball in, press the button, ball shoots out. Within 30 seconds of this child appearing out of nowhere, my daughter, best friends with her, and I'm like, what has just happened? She comes to me and she's like, um, I helped that little girl. And uh, that was that. And then from that point on, they were like talk, talking and interacting and being very friendly. And I'm like, what? What is this? The irony here is that a little while later, one of the children from her class appeared at these pneumatic gun things I'm not even sure pneumatic's the right word um, these air cannon gun things and then they started playing together and then there was a point in time where there was food and she went off she had something to eat um, and all the children were there and they were all eating and none of them were interacting with each other and then they go off to play after the food 
and she's in like this big group of children who are going around this particular section and I'm like was I just worrying for no reason was it that she's done an entire day's worth of school and she's just tired and can't maybe cope with interacting with other children at that point in time am i worried about nothing am i worrying about nothing now this will connect to another birthday party i'm going to talk about but however i have to fit something in between this and what i have to fit in is that was wednesday party job done so fast forward to saturday saturday features me hosting a party not kind of in that way but it was my middle daughter's birthday and she was having a party and we were going to go to one of these it's like a ninja warrior kind of place and i'm like this is cool this will be fun and i basically gave her like a a tiered structure i was like you can invite a couple of friends to go somewhere and you can get x number of presents for your birthday you can invite half your class and get less presents for your birthday or you can invite your entire class and get no presents i felt that was fair i felt that was just she opted for the mid-range invite half the class and still get some birthday presents i was like fine so sorry i was drinking a coffee at 10 o'clock at night so um we jump in the car we go off to party place we get there i thought we we're going to be late turned out turned out that we got there and we had plenty of time we go in we get like a section of tables for us drop stuff off as in cakes and party bags and shoes and coats and all that um, and then all the children are chomping at the bit, like, can we go and play? And I'm like, well, hang on a minute. We're early, and presumably we need the party guests. My eldest, who's taking a friend with her, she's like, yeah, but can we go and play? Because that doesn't matter to us. And I was like, yeah, yeah, you guys can go and play. My youngest daughter's like, well, can I go and play then if they're going? Because you know, not my party, it's like, yeah, yes, but you need someone to go with you, and my middle daughter's like, well, can I go and play, because I don't want to just be sat here on my own, I'm like, yeah, but you need to identify children that are at your party, because I don't know what they look like, Anyway, as it was, there was then suddenly like an explosion of children, arriving at the party and i was like well that kind of solves the problem because the majority of the children for your party are here um a couple of things about this party there was like some oh, right <laughs> i'm trying to decide how much to 
a parent came to me. Hi, am I okay to leave my child? And I was like, yes, it's absolutely fine for you to leave your child. Make sure you come back, because, you know. But feel free to leave them. We'll just be here. Oh, is it like a couple of hours? I was like, yeah, come back in a couple of hours. Job done. Uh, a little bit later, I then counted heads for how many parents were there. And then I totted up how many children were there. And then I went, half the number of children, parents are here. Which begs the question, where's the other half of the children's parents? Because I know for a fact that one parent said to me that they were leaving their child. Where are the rest? And then I basically had to piece together that a load of parents have brought a load of children, dropped them off at this party, and left without ever saying a word to me. I was a bit like, who does that? Part of me is like, I guess that's a thing. Another part of me is like, I know what I'm doing for the next lot of parties that I take children to. So... It's about the situation, they're all off doing their thing. I get into this kind of weird, I feel like I should be doing something. And the other parent's like, no, not really. You, you've you paid for the party, all the children are here, they're all playing, they're being supervised by the staff member that, you know, you've essentially paid for. Sit down and have a coffee. I'm like, that doesn't seem right, surely. And there was points when I went to check that everybody was fine. There was no broken bones or injuries and stuff. But after a while, I was a bit like, I honestly don't know what I'm supposed to be doing right now. Um, One of those things, I'd been to a party. No, I hadn't. I have taken a child to a party at this venue before. And the one thing that I said even then was, it's uh, one of the worst examples of a place where the staff absolutely did not want to be there. They didn't want to be there. They didn't want to interact with a load of kids. They didn't want to do any of the stuff that they were essentially supposed to be doing or ultimately being paid to do. So I was a little apprehensive about the whole process anyway, but had to do the maybe that was one off. Turns out, absolutely not. Uh, I got an email two days before the party that I should have received well over a week before the party. And it just kind of went from there. Um, The staff did their absolute best, absolute utmost. They did absolutely everything they could to not interact with me a single time. There was a point where the staff member who was assigned to the party from 30 feet away was saying something. I gathered it was something to do with food. I think she was saying something about which room the food was going to be in. I went and relayed that to some parents that there may have been a possibility that there was a food situation about to happen. 
I wander down to where I think the food is going to be. And I walk into this room and I go, what the actual fuck? Because I walk into a room where the entire party is all of the children and some of the parents are in this room. All of the children are already eating and are well into the meal. And I'm like, I guess this is where the party food's happening. And I guess you all already knew that scene as you are well through the meal. And the whole time, the only thing I could think was, why did nobody let me know this? So I'm now on the back foot going... Right, firstly, are my children okay? I've got three children of my own here, and a friend of one of my children's also. So, also have that responsibility. So, I'm responsible for four children here, barring the other children that have been left under my care. I'm now like, this is not a great situation. I'm looking around the room, there's a fair number of parents in there, I'm like, okay, nobody was going to die in this situation, but, I'm also like, I've got cake to be sorting out, dishing out, chopping up, doing candles, would it not have made sense to make me prepared for that? I had to track someone down to say, if I do a cake... Do, do you have something I can cut it up with? And it was like a, a, a super hardship to actually fulfill that side of things. I'm like, you're looking at me like this is the first time somebody has bought, brought with them a birthday cake to a birthday party. Why am I the weirdo in this situation? Then there was this whole thing about, oh, do you want me to do the pudding for the meal, I'm like, yeah, that'd be great. Who knows what happened there? I can only presume that they had to fly it in from somewhere because 20 minutes later, I'm like, where's the pudding? Honestly, from the... I keep saying this. This is how I describe this to other people. From a child perspective, best party ever. They, They all loved it. Best party ever. From a parent perspective, from a paying for a party perspective, one of the worst possible experiences I've had as far as parties are concerned. And that is hands down, single-handedly to do with the terrible way the staff interact. So, such a weird contrast. Anyway, got the party sorted, got the cake sorted, got the party bag sorted, got all the party bags handed out. At which point, I was then like, right, this party is now over. Because we've got another party to go to. So, I'll see you all later. Bye. And we basically blaze out the door. We had, we, originally, we would have had an hour. However, when it's 10 past the party ending time, and I'm like, we should not be here. We have to go. 
So, we jump in the car. I stomp on the gas, as the Americans would say. I go flying off to get back home to do a car swap, child swap, party swap, all kinds of swap. I swapped a lot of stuff. And then back out the door to get to another party. A little bit of trouble finding it, even though I weirdly knew where I was going, which again, just a whole strange situation. We get there, we go in, we walk through the door, and I went, oh, hell no. I kept saying, this is my definition of hell. Which... Let's put it this way. It was one of those parties where somebody had the idea, somebody decided to get a children's party entertainer in a church hall and away you go. And it was one of those where the the entertainer was doing the whole shebang. Two hour party, start to finish. I was like, whew, that's a a doozy. Uh, There was food, which one of those... It was a party for my youngest daughter, not for her. It was for um, one of her uh, classmates. Um, But she'd just come from a party where she'd eaten. And she ate well. She did really well. So. Other than the food aspect, where she had a little bit to eat. The rest of it was party entertainer. So, I'm going to say, an hour and a half of the two-hour party was party entertainer. And it was one guy, and he had a bit of a DJ thing going on, and he played all these different um, games. And then, like, the last half an hour was like this magic show. If you can call it that. Can I ask a question at this point in time? Why... And this is a common theme. I'm not asking this for randomness. Why would you decide to become a children's entertainer if you don't like children? In nearly every single instance that I've ever been confronted with where there is a children's entertainer the number one part of that person's dna is that they don't like kids it's got to be one of the more mental things in life it just makes it just makes no sense honestly though the the combination of the microphone that you can't hear I was going to do a microphone you can't hear impression but realise it was probably going to explode people's ears so I'm not going to microphone you can't hear what the person's saying a thing early games were disappointing as the games went on they got slightly better but slightly better from disappointing is just slightly better. 
So there was that. The guy had very interestingly enough had managed to find a way to have loot people loot children losing games, but also like they were winning. Which on one hand I was like, hey, you gotta do what you gotta do. And on another hand, I was like, and that's why our society is weak. It's the participation trophy, isn't it? Um, it was truly awful. There was a giant clock that I I truly feel that somebody has put up on the opposite wall to where I was sat, just out of spite. And there were points I was like, is that clock going backwards? Time hasn't moved in the last five minutes. I know that much. Because all this stuff has happened, so it has time has to have essentially passed. That clock hasn't moved. And no, the clock wasn't broken. Oh, my days. It was excruciatingly painful. It was just like, I don't know what we're trying to achieve here. We did two hours of this party, and then basically at the earliest available opportunity, we got the F out of D. So. That was that. Now let me break my day down for you, just so you can understand how I felt by 10pm. I got up at, initially I got up at 6 on the Saturday, Um, however I was up, up by quarter past half past 6, I got dressed, I took the dog for a run, now it was a twofold thing. One, the dog needed walking, and two, I needed to run. And I didn't have time to do both. So there we go. I brought the dog home. I got sorted to leave the house. I drove to climbing. I got out of the car, and I went, weirdly, for another run. Ran, I got back. I then did 90 minutes of climbing, which obviously, as I'm sure we can all understand, isn't a solid 90 minutes of climbing, but I was there for 90 minutes. I got in the car, I drove home. Got home, got showered and changed to go out the door to do daughter's party. Did two hours of daughter's party, back in the car, back home, swap a load of people over, take a collection of children to another party. Do another two-hour party, back in the car, Drive for 20 minutes to get something to eat for the children. Back in the car. Drive 20 minutes home. Get home. At which point in time, I'm like, hey, um, you haven't opened any birthday presents. And you haven't had your cake that took me and Leanne the best part of five hours to make. So let's do that. Stuck some candles in a cake. Happy birthday to you, blow your candles. Do you want some cake, even though it's bedtime? Yes, please, job done. Right, now let's open some birthday presents at half six or something. Open birthday presents. 
and sent children to bed. I... Oh, I'm talking about it, which is making me fit. I was so incredibly tired. Bearing in mind, I was ready for my bed about half an hour into the first party of the day because of the stress was so high because I was the person in charge. I kept saying to people, I was like, I, I, in any situation, I look for the responsible adult. And unfortunately, I realised that I was supposedly the responsible adult in that situation and I was literally just like we are all doomed at this point in time um it it was a level of tired where if I'd have wanted to I couldn't have gone to sleep it was that I ended up sat on the sofa for two hours because I didn't want to fall asleep on the sofa so I forced myself to not fall asleep on the sofa I didn't have the brain power capacity energy to play VR play a computer game get up get a drink I didn't have the ability to do any of that so I just sat I was very tired. Um, as I've mentioned, this is one of these things. As I've mentioned, um, my eldest daughter had a friend to... Um, we do we do this thing. Sometimes we, like, um, tell the children that they can invite. Like, for example, if it was my... Uh, just picking a random one. If it was my youngest daughter's birthday party, I would tell... My older two daughters, they can invite one friend each. And it's not difficult to work out who the who they're going to invite. If it was my son's birthday party, let's say he was having a birthday party, all three of them could invite a friend. That kind of situation. Um, so generally we like to do some sort of, oh, you're going to a party for your sibling, why don't you bring a friend? We've done it for years, it seems to work quite well. Seems to be quite enjoyable. Parents appreciate it. Like, we've had parents like just being like, I can't believe you're doing that. It's a really nice thing. Thank you very much, kind of sort of situation. And we're just basically like, well, it's just, it, it's for them, really, you know, whatever. So my friend, not my friend, Jesus, my daughter had a friend come to the party. Um, and through conversation with her parent, it, it turned into this thing. It was like, oh, well, does she want to come and stay at ours overnight? Now, this is off the back of the fact that she's had a friend stay here X number of times over the last six months to a year. So it was just that situation. It kind of made sense for my eldest to go and stay at theirs. All fine. All great all wonderful there was one small tiny problem that was that selfishly i didn't want her to <laughs> and that's not true <laughs> i 
want my children to have friends. I want them to enjoy spending time with friends. So the point that I actively encourage it and I actually actively pursue it. And I actively am the one saying, hey, you know, I've arranged for you to have a sleepover at your friend's house. Or, hey, I've arranged for your friend to come to this activity we're doing or to this event we're doing. Or, hey, we're off to do this. Hey, we're going to go climbing. And I've invited your friend. Is that okay? It's like, oh, yeah, that's brilliant. That's fantastic. Oh, you, you know, we're having a birthday party and I've invited one of your friends. Oh, that's great. I do that. I I actively pursue that. I go out of my way to do these things. And it's all well and good when they're coming, coming to us. When it's Oh, does your daughter want to come and stay at our house? I go, um, probably, but I don't want her to do that. And I do. I really, really do. I genuinely 100% do. But I like, spend, I like spending time with my children. I like seeing my children. I like... Like, me and my eldest, we do stuff together. We do activities together and we do things together. It's If I'm honest, we're in a weird place at the moment where I feel like I feel like we don't really see each other. I don't know. I feel like we don't really spend any time together. And there's a part of me that's okay with that and sad at the same time. And I think, you know... That's understandable. I think if I'm explaining this to you now, I imagine you're like, yeah, I get that. I can understand that. <sighs> but I, I, genu I genuinely, I can't stress this enough, I was genuinely happy. Because I said to her, I was like, oh, I have arranged it for you to go for a sleepover at your friend's house. Do you want to do that? Oh, yes, absolutely. I definitely want to do that. Let me go and pack my bags now. I was like... Okay, that's good. That's nice. A little less enthusiastic, a bit more. Oh, but I'm going to miss you. So then, <laughs> then I was like, oh, you know, because um, I, th I thought it was really important for you to do these things. And oh, yeah, absolutely, I agree. But you know, I know, I know you'll you'll miss out spending time here. Yeah, I know, but that's fine. And you know, we we do stuff together on a on a Saturday night. You know, you stay up a bit later and, and we do stuff. Yeah, yeah, we do. So, you know, you'll you'll miss out on that. Yeah. I guess that's not... not I guess that's not only an issue for one of us then. Uh, <laughs> so, yes, we're moving into this new phase. Um... And as I always like to say to people, ultimately, I have three other children that can all be my best friends instead. So there. But, I'm only partially joking about that, and here's why. <sighs> my middle daughter had a birthday. Middle daughter, what would you like for your birthday bearing in mind your birthday's three weeks after christmas and you couldn't tell me anything that you wanted for christmas 
It was like it was like trying to pull. I would say put get blood out of a stone, but it was like trying to pull teeth out of a stone. Which then just makes it even weirder when you say the phrase, what do you want for your birthday? Expected, oh, I've absolutely no idea. And you get presented with a list. I'm like, where was the list at Christmas? Anyway. Daughter, what would you like for your birthday? I would like this, 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 this and this. But most of all, number one, top priority now then before i get into the top priority i'll give you an example of the sort of things that my daughter would say um i I want a new hairbrush why you have a hairbrush yeah i need a new one why well i thought that i could give my hairbrush to my sister Why? She has a hairbrush that, for want of a better way of putting it, is bigger and better than your hairbrush. Why would you need to give her your hairbrush? Oh, she has to borrow it one day, so I thought she could have it and I could have a new one. I don't think that's how that works, my, my, my dearest child. So that's the kind of things I'm faced with. So when my daughter said, oh, I'll tell you what I want for my birthday. I want a skateboard. I was like, yeah, a skateboard. Yeah, I want a skateboard. I, well, really? Yeah, I want a skateboard. Really? Yes. I genuinely want a skateboard. I was like, okay, what are you thinking here? Oh, I want one of them little ones. I was like, no, you don't. Because one of those little ones is a great idea. But if you actually look at one, what you'll realise is that you are too big for one of those little skateboards, which then renders it completely pointless. Ah, right, yeah, okay, well, I'll have the next size up. Well, funnily enough, uh, the next size up isn't actually that much bigger. It's essentially the same thing, just in a different shape. Ah, ah, okay. And the next size up is a full-size skateboard. So what are we doing here? Oh, I get a full-size skateboard then. Yeah. You're going to get a full-size skateboard? Yeah, absolutely. I'm like, all right, well, I'm not going to let you go out the door on a skateboard here unless you've got a full set of pads and a helmet. So, so there. Oh, yeah, that's fine. I'll, I'll get that as well. Ultimately, I'm trying to give every opportunity to for a get-out. For a point in time, for my daughter to pull the ripcord and say, this was a terrible idea, and I don't want to do it anymore. And at every opportunity... Her answer was, I want a skateboard. And then she would tell me, at various points in time, oh, I'm really excited. What are you excited about? Uh, I'm really excited for for my skateboard. Like, okay. 
So in the end, I'm like, right, I have to, I have to pursue this. So I was like, can I ask you a question? What sort of skateboard do you want? I was like, I've had a look, and you know, I presume you want this Batman skateboard. Jokingly, she's like, absolutely. It's like, yeah, but really, she was like, that that skateboard's amazing. It's got Batman on it. I'm like, um, okay. <laughs> anyway. To cut the story down a bit, basically I sat down with her and I was like, here's the sort of designs you're going to find for skateboards. What do you like? She was like, I like that one, I like that one, and that one. We narrowed it down and ultimately she picked the skateboard she wanted. I was like, okay. Did the same process with pads and a helmet. So ultimately, by the time she sat down on Saturday to open her presents, there was one very large box. Let's put it that way. I mean, the box was huge. She opened it, and surprise, surprise, it was the skateboard that she wanted. Now, earlier in the day, she told me that she was very excited to get her skateboard for her birthday. And I'm like, who said you were getting a skateboard? So, she was super happy, super impressed. I'm like, right, tomorrow, we're going to go out on your skateboard I'm going to unwrap the plastic, taking the plastic off a skateboard is an absolute nightmare. But we're going to get it done, and then I'm going to take you out on your skateboard. You have to put your pads and your helmet on. I'm going to adjust all of them so that they fit properly. And then we're going out on your skateboard. And I've already found a place where the pavement's really smooth. It's been, like, freshly tarmacked, and it's really smooth. So we've got everything we could possibly need for you to go on your skateboard now i am not afraid to admit that ultimately i was pushing this whole thing down the route of she's going to get on the skateboard with the pads and the helmet on it's not going to go the way she thinks it's going to go and then she's going to start saying things like I might carry my skateboard for a bit. Or the classic. I wonder if I can sit on it to ride it. Or my legs are tired. I might not skateboard home. A multitude of things going through in my mind. And I'm just basically trying to force the issue. So... She goes, when she went to bed, I'm super excited, I'm super happy, I got a skateboard, thank you very much, all that. I'm like, yeah, sure, no problem. So the next day, I bandage her up in pads, wrist guards, helmet. I told her to wear some sensible shoes for skateboarding in. I told her to wrap up warm. Uh, I told my youngest daughter to get on her scooter. I even, against my better judgment, told my son that he could go on his scooter which previously has been a bit of a you know it's a great idea at the time until you actually do it and then it's not a good idea at all so we set off from the house and i'm like ultimately she's going to want the smoothest of pavements to do her five minutes skateboarding So she's not going to skate there. She'll walk and she'll carry it. And then I'll be carrying it. And I'll be pushing a scooter and carrying a skateboard. And 
we stepped out the front door. Now, when we were at home the day before, I'd given her a couple of pointers. When you stand on it, you stand like this. When you skate, you skate like this. And she'd been doing it in the house. And I'm like, she's actually quite good. And Leanne's like, yeah, it's in the house, you know. It'll be a different story when she gets out on those pavements. I was like, oh, yes, it'll be a different story when she gets out on those pavements. We step out the front door. The board goes straight on the ground. And she gets on it. And then she said, I think I'll wait for a bit of a smoother pavement. I was like, yeah, here we go. Now, my, my driveway is paving stones the slabs let's face it not the most ideal skating surface so we cross the road now the street's been tarmacked but it's recently done because of all the um internet work that they've done in the area but there's two things one They've made all of the pavement slope, which I'm told is for rain, like water runoff purposes. And two, the tarmac they use isn't exactly smooth. It's all bumpy. It's all knobbly. So we cross the road. She gets on the pavement. She gets on the skateboard. She's like, oh, this, this pavement's all knobbly. And I said, yes, but darling, as a... As a skateboarder, you can't always have the smoothest, freshest of surfaces. Sometimes you have to deal with the fact that not all pavements are smooth and you have to deal with the terrain you're dealt. And her response was, oh, okay. And off she went, skating on her skateboard. And I'm like, well, you know, you've got to give her a juice. She's giving it a, a good go, a good, a good old crack. Here's the top three, we go around the corner. I was like, oh, actually, look, if you look over there, that pavement is smooth. Certainly a lot smoother than this. Let's cross the road, which we did. And away she went. And every time I said to her, oh, you know, when you're going on the board, turn your feet this way. And why don't you try pushing two or three times and then get on the bottom? Why don't you let the board run without jumping off and all this? Every time I said something to her, the next time she got on the board, she did it. And did it right and did it well. And some of the stuff she did perfectly. And we're going along and I'm like, every parent thinks their child is special. I know this and I understand this. But unlike other parents, all of my children are special. Um... <laughs> Every parent thinks their child is special and has a special gift and is better than the next child. But ultimately, it isn't true. They're just special and gifted to you. However, I honestly think this child has got some natural gift for skateboarding. And I've told everybody I've spoken to since, I'm like, maybe this is her thing. My eldest loves to climb she loves to go climbing she goes climbing wherever whenever she can she will sacrifice other aspects of life to go climbing she gets a lot from it in a lot of different ways maybe this is my middle daughter's climbing 
she I was saying to her, I was like, you are doing stuff that is like for a beginner, for a day one beginner, would be considered advanced stuff. She had started trying to work it so she could steer, but by standing on the board and leaning backwards and forwards, I'm like, that is I, I don't care how you slice it. Day one skateboarding, that is an advanced technique. And she was doing it. And I was like, you know, we got back and I was like, I gotta tell you, I'm very proud of what you've achieved here. You've done really well. She was super enthused by it. She'd had a couple of points where she'd like, like a couple of times she'd had to jump off and a couple of times she'd like hit like a stone or a twig or something and not been thrown off, but had like the board had stopped and she'd had to jump off. She didn't fall off a single time. She took it all in her stride. I said to her, every time you fall off, you have to learn something from it. And every time she came off the board, she was like learning stuff. I was like, this could be you. You could be the female Tony Hawk. Um, a final thing. Every now and then I write something on my list and I go, I don't know if I'm going to talk about that. Um, because without going into too much detail with stuff, it's hard to talk about. Um, yesterday, um, somebody helped me with something. Um, I was going to say it's not a common occurrence, but it's not uncommon. I've been helped in the past. Um... And I'm very, I'm very much one of those people that if you help me, I, I will be genuinely grateful. I will, I will make it known. I will let you know that you have helped me. I'd be very appreciative. Yesterday, somebody helped me, and some ways it was a little unexpected. In other ways, not unexpected. I got really emotional <laughs> I was like somebody's helped me and I just I just got like almost uncontrollably emotional I managed to rein it in just before it turned into a really bad situation <laughs> but I was like it's weird isn't it because I look at my life and I'm like I can, you know, I can say this person helped me in ways that I can't even comprehend. These, this person helped me. These people helped me to do things that I never thought I was able to do, and um, and that sort of stuff. And there, were, there are people in my life that have helped me that I know I'll never be able to find the words or find the way, the gratitude to be able to thank those people for the things that they have done for me. And there's something, there's something kind of nice about it. You know, the nice that other people, something to, that to someone else might not necessarily be as big a deal as it is to you. So then they might have been like, well, I was just, you know, I just, I just did a thing. I didn't really think too much of it. But I think the interesting 
aspect was looking at certain points in time, certain points of as certain aspects of my life where I've been like, you know, this person didn't help me, and the impact that has, and versus this person did help me, and the impact it has. Um. So yeah, this is an opportunity for for me to say thank you to the people who help. Um, and yes, I am getting a little bit emotional again. Sometimes little things are big things, and big things are little things. Um, Entertainment-wise... Entertainment-wise, I'll finish that drink, because nobody wants to have to listen to me drink it. Uh, no movies this week. I've got this awful thing at the moment where... I can't find time to fit movies in. And that's not true, because I watch movies when I'm running on the treadmill... Um, but, um, not to go into too much detail, but the, um, the NFL playoffs are going on at the moment, um, which obviously I have an NFL podcast to discuss, so I'm not going to bore you with that if that's not your thing. Uh, but there are certain games that need to get watched at certain points in time, certain timescales and things, um, which potentially takes away movie time. And I just don't... <laughs> I just don't feel like I have any time <laughs> at the moment. Um, so, there are no movies this week. I have watched a couple of episodes of a couple of TV programs. I had watched, I was going to say, I have watched three episodes of three different TV programs. However, I didn't quite finish the episode I was referring to. Um, and I have watched a film this week, but it's a film I, I am re-watching. And I know what you think. Here's an idea. Rather than re-watching stuff, when you watch something new, knobhead. But, um, no. Uh, I watched the last episode of Obliterated. Um, honestly, as far as episodes of TV shows are concerned, especially a last episode, and especially a series that had had its ups and downs from a... I want to say quality, but that's not quite the right word. It got very, I think I discussed this last time, it got very coincidental. Uh, and obviously, they had eight episodes to fill with a idea that probably only had two, three or four episodes worth of legs. Uh, so they did very well with that. We weirdly, ironically, or what, however you want to say it, the last episode was really good. Did very much wrap the series up. I can't see them doing another series, which ultimately means that there will definitely be another series. Um, great characters. Um, all the actors that play the characters did very well. Um, very much one of those that it was like, I feel at some point somebody took a punt on that show, like some kind of like TV executive. And I feel it really did pay off. I feel they really nailed like an original idea. Um, so yeah, big thumbs up. Great, great series. Like, you know, 
a good a good solid seven out of ten across the board. Some episodes, especially the first couple of episodes, were like more like a a nine a ten. Episode eight, the same. Like episode, just to break it down, like episode three and four, three and four probably started sagging a little. Um, and that sort of middle section was a little bit like, mm, does this really have the legs it needs, sort of thing. But they absolutely stuck the landing. Um, the other episode of TV that I watched was I I watched. Uh, episode 4 of Series 2 of Reacher. I've got a problem. Around about Christmas, I saw somebody doing like a... I don't know what they're called. A skit? A sketch? A viral video? Not viral as such, but like a, like a media video thing. I don't know what to call it. I don't know what they're called. A short or a... What's the other one? A, a real... Uh, somebody did a video about Reacher. And they said... Uh, ask your dad if they're watching Reacher. Because I can guarantee you this. They absolutely will be. And that'll give you something to talk about. When you're at home at Christmas. Obviously this person was American. But then they went on to talk about the premise of Reacher. And they said... <laughs> every single thing that Reacher is about... All comes down to one thing. That thing is that he is big. He is a giant, muscular man... Who is in a lot of ways, larger than life. Like, he can achieve feats of strength that normal humans cannot do. Because he's this big, muscular man, and that is absolutely everything that the show's about. And I watched the video, and it made me laugh, and I went, ah, that's funny, that is. And ever since then, every time I watch Reacher, every episode I go... Yeah, that video was absolutely nailed on. The entire principle of that TV show is Reacher is big. He can do big man things that no other human being could do. And and that's basically it. And I feel I have lost x amount of this program to purely the fact that it's just reacher is big <laughs> that's what it should be called um a- another thing and i i almost feel ashamed to admit this but have you ever had a program or a film or anything where you don't understand a word that the characters are saying but at the same time you understand what's going on. Like you know the general principle of what's happening. Bad guys did bad thing. Good guys trying to work out what bad guys did. So they can stop them and avenge person. That's the gist of this series. No spoilers. But 
the words in between it's like almost like they're talking a foreign language i can't say i understand what's going on sentence to sentence paragraph to paragraph but overall i understand what's happening that may make absolutely no sense or you might get what i mean uh, computer game perspective is all VR based. Um, I don't know how to describe it. I don't know how to explain it. I am very much in the VR world at the moment with basically everything. I, I, I play VR games. I look at VR games. I try and work out what the next VR game to buy is. That is where I'm at at the moment. Every now and then I go, I should probably put the PlayStation on. And then I go, but it's not VR. So at this point in time, there are no PlayStation or Xbox games. I mean, Jesus, I don't know what I would... My Xbox decided to turn its fan on the other day. I think it was just to remind me it existed. Um, Obviously, I probably turned it off, so you know. Um, I have played more of Smash Drums. Um... It's great. I've been trying more like higher difficulties. Um, I I am not sure whether I unlocked a new song or if there was an update to the game which unlocked a new song. Ultimately, I got a new song. It was a ZZ Top song. It was actually really enjoyable to play. Um, not really much there. It did lead me on to make a purchase. <sighs> The less said about that, the better. Um, I bought Unplugged Air Guitar. I felt having played it, been playing a drumming game for a while, it might be nice to give a uh, air guitar game a go. And one of the things that was interesting to me about this game is that it actually used hand tracking rather than controllers. However, a recent update that's been released has made controllers available to be used. Now, I wanted to get all over the hand tracking. I've been looking for an excuse to use hand tracking. I did a lot of research into this game because ultimately I couldn't believe that it worked. And every review said, yeah, it works. So, in the end I caved, I bought it. And I also bought... A Pantera DLC and like a like a rock riffs DLC which featured well most important to me it featured a Rob Zombie song and at this point in time both of those DLCs were a terrible idea but I'll come to that in a minute number one does hand tracking work yeah just about Number two, is that a good thing? Not sure. The principle of the game is that you play you play air guitar. Fine. But it gives you a guitar. Fine. You don't have a physical thing to touch when you're using the hand tracking. Fine. But then you've got no representation or feedback which you get from the controllers not so fine 
So you're using your fingers and you're doing the thing and you know, X number of times you're not strumming where you're supposed to be strumming and X number of times your fingers aren't in the right pattern and they generally just use like a two or three chord combo. Um, and the guitar drifts upwards and you have to remember to put it down and you miss notes and all of that. The next day I was like, right, I'm going to try it with the controllers. Okay, you can use the controllers, but the controller is going to give you access to two buttons. So ultimately, it's two buttons or one button. One thing that it did do was make the strumming a lot easier. But then almost immediately, it was like, this is boring because I'm only using two buttons rather than four different individual fingers. A few things, so, sort of from a, I guess, hardware perspective. Uh, when I was using the hand tracking, it kept giving me a, a, a like a message saying that there was maybe not enough light for the hand tracking to work, and I was a bit like, okay, have you not thought of that? Um, so. It's been good and it's been fun and it's been enjoyable. It's just... I suppose what I would say is doing it through hand tracking is probably a little too difficult and doing it with the controllers is probably a little too easy. Uh, one thing, I will say this, no matter how difficult or easy either option is, can't play the Pantera songs, they're too hard. And I tried the Rob Zombie song. And that was also too hard. So, uh, yay. Uh, final game. Um, I've been playing Assassin's Creed VR. Played some last night. It's good. I enjoy it. I've got to a point now where I'm do I've am doing. i been doing a thing uh, on a level which was very much almost puzzle-based. Which then led on to doing another mission. Which was kind of very puzzle based like the mission not not like it was like here do a, do a puzzle it was like the whole mission was like you you had to find a picture and you had to look and see what was in the picture but you had to find where the picture was stored and finding the picture was like oh but it's been it's guarded by this number of guards and it's like well how can we get rid of the guards and very interesting like there does seem to be more puzzle element coming into it to Resolve the, the levels and the missions and stuff. Fun, enjoyable. I will say this. Something that struck me last night. In all the time I've been playing Assassin's Creed VR. It's called Assassin's Creed Nexus VR. Just so we're getting it clear. In all the time I've played it. I have not once done a leap of faith. And I can't work out how. I just jump off a tall building and land on the ground and hurt myself so yeah if anybody knows how to do the leap of faith on Assassin's Creed VR let me know uh, there we go that is the podcast uh, that is me done for the week and I will catch you next time so there we go what do you think of that Another long one. That long one these days. I'm going to have to start doing two a week. Split them in half. 
make some real, real podcasts. Two of them. Big thank you for watching, big thank you for listening, big thank you for being here. Before you go, please do consider like, share, subscribe and comment. Leave a review where you can leave a review and check out the website. It's thecookiecast.com. There we've got social media links and an email button and that way you can get in touch with us. That's it for this one. Till next time, I'm going to say bye and I'll see you then. Thank you for listening to this episode of Cookiecast.